Hey y'all, Will here and this is Stories with Mr. Stories. And today I'm sitting down with my wife Ray and we are talking about autism. Um, we're talking about our own experiences with this and um, in the short period of time and like the last two weeks since I've been diagnosed, um, quite a few things have changed in how I live my day-to-day life to make it less anxious and more productive. Um, and we talk about some of those things. And uh, we also talk about some misconceptions with um, ASD and other mental health issues. So, um, yeah, and we want you to be want to be clear in that um, we are only talking about our experiences here. So, um, if you uh, need to see someone about your mental health, go see someone, um, talk to a mental health professional. Um, this is just us talking about our personal experiences. Um, and sort of the things that have changed since um, I've been diagnosed. And a couple of business things quick. Um, I have released a shirt for Knurled, um Coffee, and um, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, it's a pre-order, so you have till Monday to order it. Um, and we also just released a new coffee with 1440. Um, and it is the semicolon roast, and uh, proceeds for that this month are going to the foundation. No, oh, I'm sorry, the foundation American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, it's sort of a mouthful, so I kind of get it confused um, which word goes first, American or Foundation. But um, I'll also link that in the show notes. Um, and if you're a patron, you get 10% off of the um, uh, T-shirt. So. If that's something that you're into and you want to become a patron, I'll also link that in the show notes. Um, And yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, And uh, Ray and I do have a lot of topics written down that we kind of want to talk about. Um, This is not going to be like a, this podcast hasn't turned into only autism. Um, It's just something that um, I'm kind of passionate about. And um, I know Ray really likes to talk about... um, pretty much anything. So um, I think she'll be down for whatever. But what I'm getting at here is if you um, have any questions or if you want to talk about ASD or if you have any resources, please reach out to me. Um, Email is best. So you can reach me at will at barbellstories.com and you can send me any sort of suggestions or resources that I can share with other people and stuff like that. So um that's it. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and uh, go ahead and get yourself a t-shirt and some coffee if you want that sort of thing. And if not, I'm just you know, glad you're here. So um, enjoy this episode. Wow, this is really good. I brewed some of the like samples um, that we had left over from the first trying of 1440 coffee and we're finishing off um, one of my favorites, which was the natural process Sumatra. It's really good. It is. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I definitely think I'm going to use that one in the fall. And that one I think will make the, like my, the Leroy roast Mm. for Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yep. That'd be good. Anyway, we're talking about autism today, not talking about coffee. Or Alzheimer's. Or Alzheimer's for that matter. Yeah, true. That's a good point. I wonder if... No, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole right now. Rain it in. (laughs) 
Um, so I got, um, I got an autism diagnosis. What was that? Like the official one was, was that three weeks ago? I reckon it was about three weeks ago. I think it was about then, but you've been like unofficially like self-diagnosed for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of like, uh, like self-diagnosed but also like a lot of therapists that i was seeing about um anxiety and depression and stuff were telling me like yeah you have a lot of strong indications of asd and you should get that looked into and it's a righteous pain in the ass if you ever have to go through that so um buckle up if that's you um if you have had to go through getting an evaluation as an adult that sucks and i'm sorry yeah. It's just a terrible thing to have to go through. It's a lot of work. And from being on the outside, watching it, well, like trying to be supportive and helpful, but just, you know, watching a lot of that process was painful. Just, you know, I know what it's like to have something where you just really want answers and you can't seem to get them and no one's making it easy to help you. So, um,. That's what we kind of experienced, and now there is an official autism diagnosis. Yeah, and the, I think the the big reason why I want to um, have this conversation is because um, there's a there's been a lot of um, sort of like I don't want to say discoveries because that feels weird, but. Um, there's been a lot of things that have um, just sort of surfaced um, that having an autism diagnosis like makes me feel more comfortable with doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know I, that's something that you really want to talk about, especially when it comes to like um, stimming and things like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like you have a better handle on what we're talking about here. So why don't you go ahead and just, you know... <laughs> Well, that does bring up a question that I had written down on um, my notes um, is I've seen um, a change um, just in in you, in your interactions with the world, in daily living um, since uh, the diagnosis. Um, and what do you think... Um, is is different um why do you think that change has happened yeah um i think because for a long i I, genuinely until i got the diagnosis i just assumed that everyone around me was experiencing the same things Mm -hmm. um and like very specifically when it comes to like um having sudden like outbursts or like stimming mm-hmm. um and so stimming is um like in the like the most sterile definition of like a buildup of tension that you can sort of relieve by um just moving or talking mm-hmm. um and it can come in the form of like um uh, playing with your hands or like waving your arms um uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other things, but from what I understand, that's like a lot of the 
things um or making up words and going along with them and just mm-hmm. sort of like which Ray experiences on a daily basis. <laughs> well, also for you, it looks like, um, like yelling loudly at Gus, not like, like our dog is doing anything wrong. I'll no. Yeah. Clarify. Um, but just like screaming goofy phrases at Gus, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I think I'm very grateful that we have a dog so that you don't do that. Uh, at me (laughs) oh god yeah I think I I don't know what I would do um so that's a form of stimming um and I think one thing that I've noticed and then we'll get back to you (laughs) is um it uh, before um uh before the diagnosis um you know, we, we would bring, like, a stress ball with us somewhere um, or just different things to, like... Oh, silly putty. Silly putty, um, just different things that you could move and manipulate um, kind of discreetly. Um, excuse me. Um, because you wouldn't necessarily, like, kind of stim as you go, you know, like, just as you need to, just, like kind of move around or whatever um so you let the tension like build up and build up and build up until you were kind of um you know just like sitting you know I'm thinking about like if we were at a restaurant or something there was a time we went out to eat with my dad um and you know just kind of like staring off kind of into space non like not talking just like um really um rapidly like moving your hands under the table or like playing with the stress ball and that was just kind of like where we lived you know like just kind of like um like oh preparing for the the worst I guess like if that makes sense we would have to like think through the situations you know are you going to be stressed and we didn't necessarily have the language for um what was going on we just like have to think through is this going to be an overwhelming situation yes or no let's bring the stress ball just in case and I think something that's changed um is um just that comfortability of stimming and knowing what you need to do throughout the day and just like just doing it giving yourself permission to do it um and I think I've noticed a huge decrease in those moments that look like just like stress and overwhelm and um you know having a really hard time just kind of like being present in the situation because all you can focus on is just like the the chaos in your head <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a really good I, I mean the way i describe it is like my head's loud mm-hmm. um and so yeah I, I mean just kind of um anecdotally anecdotally that's a fun word Anecd- anyway sorry um uh, just having the ability to kind of give myself permission to have those sort of I say outbursts I need to stop saying that because it's like j- just stimming mm-hmm. but like giving myself permission to do that when I n- need to in situations or in um um where it's not necessarily like going to be looked at as kind of wild or people might be afraid of what's going on Mm -hmm. um 
it's greatly decreased my anxiety. Um, like I used to have, we, we talked about this just before my diagnosis of like, man, I think I need to get on a new, um, or a different, um, uh, SSRI because mm-hmm. I was having like three or four, um, like, like active panic attacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and meltdowns too. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, that's maybe something we can get into is meltdowns versus like, um, cause this is something I found really interesting is meltdowns versus, uh, what the hell's the word? Uh, tantrums. Okay. I'll write it down if you want to get back on. Okay. Yeah. Trek. Sorry. Um, but yeah, we were having a conversation about like, should I talk to my doctor about maybe switching this up or like trying it? Well, I know I need to try a new therapist because someone I have is just not working out. But, Mm -hmm. um, but now with giving myself the space to stim, um, and kind of have those moments where I go a little bit berserk, Mm -hmm. um, has greatly decreased, uh, the like my anxiety which means i'm i'm way more productive Mm -hmm. i am so much more productive it's insane um my days look a lot less like trying to figure out what i'm doing all the time oh also the executive dysfunction thing um once i learned about that Mm -hmm. see here's the problem is like there's been so many things that like i've learned about that i've kind of like haven't allowed myself to look into because I didn't know for sure, like with a hundred percent certainty that I had autism. Right. And so I felt like I shouldn't be looking into like different ways to kind of solve the issues I was having because it's like, I don't know. Right. So all these things that we're talking about, stimming, um, executive dysfunction, um, uh, all the things that we'll get into are, are like traits of autism but you're saying that and I, I get that like I um we talked a lot about that that like you know if you don't have autism then what are these things that are traits of autism that you do yeah <laughs> you know so um just like it's you don't want to necessarily like assign those things to you if that's not that's not what's actually what's going actually on. What's actually going on. Right. And so for and the best way I've like seen this described is like I was so good at um, faking being like neurotypical mm-hmm. that I just assumed that everything else, everything that was going on inside my head was going on inside of everyone else's heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all these different things like, okay, so executive dysfunction. This is like a, this was a big one for me because um, while I'm home, I have lists everywhere. Like I'm currently looking at three sheets of paper I had to write on yesterday to keep myself on track with doing things. Mm-hmm. And essentially what executive function is, and I, keep in mind that I'm still learning about all of this stuff. So I could flub up some of my words here and I'm sorry if I do. From my understanding, executive dysfunction is a state where you want to do something like there's something you have to do and you want to do you are actively attempting to do it but you cannot do it and you have regret surrounding not being able to do it like you Mm -hmm. feel bad that you can't do it um and this is different from um what i knew as and what i thought was going on which is just like irresponsibility or laziness where Mm -hmm. you have something you have to do 
you don't want to do it and there's no like regret if you don't do it Mm -hmm. and that's the best way i can that's the best way i've learned it and the the best way i can like think about it in my head where like executive dysfunction is like you have a you have like the you have the want and the need to do something you actively can't do it you are trying but you cannot Mm -hmm. do it um, and you have regrets surrounding not being able to do it, like in ha- having the incapability. Right. And we watched um, a video um, uh, describing that as well. Yeah. Um, which was really interesting because um, she, the person who was doing the video, was referencing a book that argues that laziness doesn't exist, which I think isn't necessarily true. Yeah, I don't hold that belief. Um, But I do think that um, like elements of executive dysfunction are um, um, like not just uh, characteristics of autism or ADHD because yeah. as we were listening to that, I recognized that I myself, um, neurotypical, um, have um, a lot of like tasks and things um, in my life that I also would would um kind of describe as like executive dysfunction um and i don't know if that's um a depressive thing because i struggle with anxiety and depression and so there are days where i'm feeling like really anxious really depressed and you know i know that i should get out of bed and you know like pay bills clean the house take gus for a walk do these things but like i just can't bring myself to do them and then I feel incredibly guilty and irresponsible for not doing them which is you know similar to executive dysfunction yeah so I think that it's not necessarily maybe a a trait of like a a single oh yeah no it's definitely not yep um trait of autism but it was really interesting to learn about like within your context because that's probably something that you struggle with more than I do yeah like it's a it's a daily like it's a daily and like minute by minute Mm -hmm. struggle so like getting through a full day's work without having like at least four or five of these like moments where it's like either starting a a lot of it comes from like starting projects Mm -hmm. so I'll have all my hard drives out I'll like have DaVinci, like, open. It comes with video editing a lot because photo editing is a little bit easier, but I think it's because it's, like, oh, that's the other thing. It's the sequence of um, things. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I'm trying to start a project, I literally don't know where to start. Yeah. Like, I don't, I can't comprehend, like, the sequence of events that Mm -hmm. need to occur in order to accomplish that task. Or, like, reason through the task to find, like, the starting point. Yeah. So that's why I write, like, everything. So yesterday I was working on a slideshow that we have to present to some people for some really cool things. But I couldn't... I was sitting there for, like, five minutes, incapable of writing out the slides. So I had to, like, break it down into, like, individual parts. And I don't know if I can find... I don't want to talk about what I had to, like, write down. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But essentially I had to write down every single word of everything I was going to do and kind of like put it all in order before I could put it on the computer. It's weird. I don't, Mm -hmm. so um, that was something that was 
in, in a way, learning about that was really freeing for me. And a lot of these things that we're talking about today are just like things that have allowed me to live my life more productively. Mm-hmm. Um, and with knowing that this is an issue I have now and that there's language to describe what it is. Mm-hmm. And you can assign that language to yourself. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ray is a baker, but she also has a degree in social work, so she knows a lot of what's going on. <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, having, the, having the language and having all the reasoning and stuff, I can put these, like, things, I can, like, have resources now. Mm-hmm. Like, yesterday when I couldn't figure out how to start, I literally was just like, okay, well, I know this is an issue I have, so I'm just going to make it into something I can manage. Mm-hmm. And at that, what that looked like was, like, doing like doing all the small pieces of the puzzle before being able to put it all together mm-hmm. and it might take me longer to do things but then i'm actually able to accomplish them instead of needing to like ask for help right or, or think oh fuck this task is hopeless yeah mm-hmm. yeah um which was more likely what i was going to do because i hate asking for help so <laughs> i probably would have just sat there for five minutes and then been like Okay, well, obviously I can't figure this out, so I'm just going to put it on the back burner and then I forget about it. Mm-hmm. For me, I think, like, learning these different things that we are, um, and we can talk also about, like, you know, the resources, like, how where we're learning these things from, um, is um, really um, just interesting, fascinating, and helpful Um like the other day, uh, Monday, your day looked totally different than it normally does. Oh yeah. Um, Will was helping some, um, like family friends build a. We were building a foundation. Yeah. I think that's so fucking cool. I think that's cool too. I was really excited to hear about it, but it your day looked so different than what it normally does. Yeah. And um, if you don't know, um. Um, didn't know, now you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, autistic people really like thrive typically in routine. Yeah. Um, and when that routine changes, that um, looks and feels a lot different for like me, you know? And that was something that I really had to like get on board with. Like there was one day we were leaving church and my sister was like, oh, do you guys want to come over for dinner? And I said, yeah, probably. And then I asked you and you just like froze and panicked. And I was like, guess we're not going, you know, because like that was that was a while ago. And I just sometimes, you know, forget like that for me, that change in routine or the change in like what was expected throughout the day really doesn't do that much to change. Usually um, my like emotional state, but um, that's very different for you. So you got home on Monday from building a foundation and, you know, you, you hadn't been at home editing photos, you know, doing the work that you usually do, doing what your day usually looks like. And, um, then you kind of realized, oh, like that, that really affected me. That really fucked me up. And we were, we were verging, we were coming up to a meltdown, I think. Yep. Um, and... We were very quickly approaching <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> and so what's been really helpful in recognizing those things, um, you know, um, then 
we had the ability to like kind of step back and say, okay, a meltdown is coming. And, you know, are we at the point where you can like, um, like stave it off or do we just have to roll with it? Yeah. And, um, then, you know, I asked you, you know, what can we do to avoid a meltdown? And you said, um, you know, I think if I did something normal and so then, um, you know, you said, okay, well, I'll make, I'll make something to eat because that's like a normal task. But, you know, usually, you know, you can just, you can just do that. You can do those steps. That's fine. But, um, you know, knowing that a meltdown was coming, um, you know, I had the ability to step back and say, okay, like, do you, do you need me to tell you the tasks that you need to like work through in order to make dinner? You know, yeah. to like cook tofu for yourself, um, or do you do you like can are you still in that space where you can think clearly through it? And you decided like no, I can still think clearly through that. I can do that without having the steps. But it's really helpful, you know, in learning these things for me also to recognize like how can I better support you in just these different um, phases and periods and you know how to you know, how we can avoid certain things and what we can do when we when those are unavoidable, like meltdowns. Yeah. I think this is a good time to talk about meltdowns because I think that there's a lot of... Um, I, I, maybe there's a lot of misconception. I perceive mm-hmm. some misconce- misconceptions. Um, well, and also probably if you're listening, you've maybe seen Will at a competition having a meltdown yeah that's that's very that's a possibility Mm -hmm. because it typically happens especially at a bigger meet like a national level meet and this is why i like i love i love going to meets like it's my job it's one of my favorite things to do i love seeing everyone i love being able to document these things um but very typically last day of competition or the second to last day of competition towards the end of the day i and I, like, I'm actively, especially now, like, pretty much since the CrossFit Games of this past year, mm-hmm. um, when Ray was, ap- she was actually able to, like, watch me sort of go through a day um, where I'm, like, working and documenting something. Well, that um, was <laughs> a little bit of context. The CrossFit Games were here in Madison. Yeah. And we were both working at the CrossFit yeah, Games. right. Unrelated, Will was documenting and i had my like bakery where like a kind of kind of like health ish and we were part of a like local madison thing yep. so we had a booth there yep. and that's the reason why i am not a crossfitter no. that is the reason why we were both <laughs> at the crossfit games <laughs> to be clear i'm also not i'm just kidding everyone knows that um but you were able to kind of see me like actively like have issues with sensory perception, mm-hmm. um, and we'd been talking about it for a while. But I think that um, you seeing me struggle so much was like a okay. You actually have to do something about this, mm-hmm. um, and then that's where I found what we we coined the people pods, because mm-hmm. um, we thought it was originally because. B- before like 
SPD or like sensory perception disorder is processing. Excuse me, processing. Um, I always say perception. I know that's wrong, and I keep saying it anyway. (laughs) But it's sensory processing disorder. Yes, that one. So um, for me, like audio is the big one. Mm -hmm. um, Where the big trigger. The big trigger, yeah. Because I'll hear everything about at the same volume, and then just a little bit harsher than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way I can think to describe it. Like right now, I'm rocking my leg back and forth, and you probably can maybe hear it a little bit, mm-hmm. but to me, it's just as loud as my voice is, and it's like layering, and it's just, it's kind of a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. um, and it feels funny in my ears. It's just like the best way I can think to describe it really quick. Um, also, I just burped, and I'm sorry if you could hear that. Ew. Oh, dude, I can see the waveform. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dork. Um... So uh, so I was really struggling with that at the CrossFit Games because if you've ever been to a CrossFit event, it is not like weightlifting. It is loud fucking constantly. There's always yelling, and it's so chaotic, and it's bananas, and I don't know how people deal with it. And a lot of things were indoors, so there was oh, yeah, that, like, the co- echoing. Oh, yeah, it sucked. It sucked real hard. But for me to be able to do anything, I was, like, up in the stands, like, very far away from the, like, actual competition field or whatever. Um, yeah. So sensory perception, where was it? Oh, sorry. Sensory processing. So oh, that was people when pods. we discovered the people pods. Yes. My sister's wonderful husband, um, went and bought, he like drove to a music store. Yeah. Guitar center. <laughs> guitar center, which is like on the way other side of town. Yep. And, um, got these, what we call people pods. But they're actually called vibes. Yeah. I forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't forget because every time I like, every time anyone notices notices them, they're like, "Oh my god, I need those." So vibes, um, you can get on Amazon. I don't support Amazon, um, but if you want to get them on Amazon, it's probably the easiest. Yeah. And I'd rather have you. Be Unless more you have okay a really great brother-in-law who's willing to drive to Guitar Center Correct. to go. Unless get you them. have one of those. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, what they do is they cut out anything above twenty-five decibels. So I still hear things at the same level. Like everything still sounds like it's the same level, but it's way quieter. Mm -hmm. And it just allows me to go through my day with a lot less like discomfort. Mm -hmm. Essentially like with SPD, senses can become very painful very quickly um, when either either there's too much of them or if something is too much. Mm Mm-hmm. So if there's a lot of sensory things happening at one time, it can get very overstimulating. Um, or if one thing is just crazy. And usually my thing is audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed some, well, textures. Textures can do it, like t-shirts and stuff can mess me up. And I've talked about that before, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So these things can lead to Have meltdowns. we talked about meltdowns yet? Or are we still? No, we're still oh getting Oh my there. God, I'm, okay. I'm trying to keep us on oh. track. But we're getting there. Okay, so, so these meltdowns. things, and so what we were kind of getting at, I think, is sure. that um, at at um, competitions. Oh yes, competitions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about I say something so that you can yes. gather your thoughts That's a good and idea. we can get on the on the track? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, that at competitions, there's usually a lot more noise. Well, there's definitely a lot more noise than you experience at home yeah um in a work day and so um a lot of 
um, like audio distractions. There's a lot more like visual things going on. Yep. There's a lot to manage. Um, and, um, you know, maybe also emotions. You're not, emotions. Um, there's a lot of that. Um, probably difficult to regulate sometimes. Um, and maybe you're wearing uh, the wrong t-shirt. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very careful, to be fair, I'm very careful about what shirts I pack. And Ray knows this because I pack literally the same t-shirts every trip I go on because I know for a fact that those t-shirts won't mess with me. But yet you still have 500 t-shirts in <sighs> our I have house. a problem <laughs> because it's not just the texture of the t-shirt, it's also the fit. And if it's like too tight in any given area, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't like do, I can't do anything. So these things can lead to meltdowns. Okay, let's, so can we talk about meltdowns? I'm sorry. We're getting, yep, let's, okay. let's, let's let you talk about a meltdown. Okay, so meltdown is, so I believe the misconception comes where um, the, the idea of a meltdown is um, synonymous with a tantrum. And... There, there's two very different things, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to trip on my words, so please save me if I do. A meltdown happens when um, someone is so overstimulated with either sensory information or emotion that they cannot function. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like, can't do the things that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a tantrum happens when someone is experiencing... Um, discomfort from not getting their way with something. Mm-hmm. So um, it could look like if um, I really want coffee and Ray has broken my kettle and I throw a temper tantrum because I don't get to have coffee and I really want coffee. I hope I never break that kettle. It was fucking expensive. It was fucking... <laughs> it was a great wedding present, though, from uh, you to us. <laughs> so thank you. It's the fellow one that you can, like, change the temperature on so you can, like, have the temperature set perfectly for um, the coffee you're using. Also, if you're having the knurled roast right now, I found that 93 degrees Celsius is, like, the sweet spot. Anyway, um, so, yes. So, those are the difference between meltdowns and tantrums. Mm-hmm. For me, and I'm saying for me a lot because it's, this presents differently in every person, right. right? Like these are not universal things. Mm-hmm. We are not speaking on behalf of all autistic Dear people God, no. or neurotypical people. We're literally just talking about our experiences right. at the moment. And we're kind of weird people, so. <laughs> Very weird people. <laughs> I just did the ASMR thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, okay, wow. Get on track, William. Okay meltdowns so at competitions this typically looks for me like hiding um because what i'm trying to do is get as little sensory input as i possibly can at any given moment this happened to me last weekend was that last weekend no it was two weekends ago at masters nationals Mm -hmm. um and uh i was it it was and the problem is it's unpredictable as well um, because it was a relatively like pretty slow and easy day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it was that like made it, made the push over the edge. Um, actually now that I'm reflecting on this and kind of processing it, um, like all my friends had left 
not all my friends, but most of my friends, like uh, Michelle had just left, um, Amy and Sam um, mm-hmm. and Angela, Brad, they all left um, like just before that session where I was starting to get like um, overstim. Mm-hmm. Um, so your support system was gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stu was still there. Um, but um, like I don't see Stu as often and I'm not mm-hmm. – um, I'm be, I think because I, like I really look up to Stu, I'm not as comfortable to show some of my autistic traits around him. Mm. Um, so I just got to the point where it was like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I'm like relieving it. It was sad. Yeah. Sorry. Dear God, William, keep it together. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, re- we relive a lot of trauma in this house. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't even that traumatic. My friends just left. Fuck. Well, there's something about, like, you might not think an event is particularly um, traumatic or has a big impact, but, um, you know, there's, there's um, like, I'm learning this in therapy as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that just a lot of our, our past experiences in trauma gets like stored and processed in our central nervous system and so you know like that seemingly small event of your friends leaving you know there's probably experiences and things that have had an impact in the past that makes that event all the more triggering um because it's it might be subconsciously making you relive different experiences in the past and then it gets hard because you tell yourself it's not that big of a deal. My my friends are just gone. But then, you know, it's it's still having an impact. It's still, like, um, manifesting in ways that maybe you don't want to. And then, at least this is from my experience, I'm like, but stop. You're, you're an idiot. This isn't that big of a deal. But, like, your body is still telling you it's a big deal. But your brain is like, just fucking stop reacting to it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, and then it just makes it worse. And it all compounds on itself. So it's just um, that that like negative feedback cycle can be a very big trigger. Good to know. Okay, I think I'm back on track, so I can talk again. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, but so like that had just happened, and then like all the stimulus that I was taking in just got way more harsh. Yeah, it's really warm in here. Really warm in here. Um, so uh what wound up happening is um i just had to like leave the venue like i finished photographing the snatch portion of a session and then i had to peace out and i gave myself like 10 minutes um i gave myself a full 10 minute clock um, between snatch and clean and jerk um and i just straight up left um i went into the hallway um i like closed my eyes i put my hands over my ears i just like tried really hard to get all of my sensory uh, like all the sensory things coming in just to stop for a few minutes Mm -hmm. um and then i came back and i was um i was like relatively okay um and uh but yeah that's what like overstimulation looks like at a competition Mm -hmm. um sorry a meltdown looks like at a competition but i found that when i'm here and like when i'm in a place where i feel more safe there's a lot more stimming involved Mm -hmm. like you notice this like i'll typically um like try to find some place that's soft and not the floor because really i want the floor (laughs) 
Um, and I'll just kind of have to like curl up into like a, ugh, I hate the way this sounds, but I have to like curl up into like a small ball, Mm -hmm. um, and then have some sort of compression on me. So Mm -hmm. whether that's like a, uh, like a weighted blanket or like, um, just a comforter or something, literally Mm -hmm. anything. Sometimes you. Yeah. Sometimes Will was like, I need you to sit on me. Yep. So then I just have to like literally sit on his chest. Yeah. Um, and then there's just a lot of like shaking essentially, just trying to relieve the tension that's like built up from Mm -hmm. everything. Um, so that's what a meltdown looks like to recap a tantrum is when something doesn't go your way. So, um, think about like a two year old in the store that wants something on an end cap and, you know, caregiver is like, no, you can't have that and screaming ensues yeah very different things although they can look very similar Mm -hmm. because after i explained like what my meltdowns look like you could look at that and be like that's a tantrum Mm -hmm. but they're very like the context is completely different Mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe the reason that we're talking about this um so in depth also is there's a lot of um just negative association oh guys guys oh he's so cute our dog is the best (laughs) and he doesn't bark at other dogs now it's great um but there's just a lot of negative association with these behaviors that don't um that aren't typical you know um but i think like for like us neurotypical folks who are we to say that that's that's wrong that's just a person regulating and doing what they need to do to get their day like back back on track um you know like if i i do that you know if i'm having some like just things aren't really going my way i take i just like take some deep breaths you know self-regulation it's just it looks different and it has to look different because your brain is different you know there's no i just think that it's important to talk about this to um, Frank is also being really good right now, um, to remove that, like, negative stereotype of what meltdowns are and why they happen. Um, that's, yeah. that's my piece. I think the, the, the thing that I've, like, meltdowns are disruptive, right? Like, even mm-hmm. in my life, like, when I'm here, they're disruptive. They kind of completely throw off everything that's going on. Um, but after a meltdown, like my brain is quiet again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like a reset. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also like a difference between a tantrum and like a, excuse me, a meltdown is after a meltdown, like I'm fine. I'm mm-hmm. good. I can like keep living my life and like do the things I need to do. Um, and I have no like negative feelings except mm-hmm. for maybe a little bit of guilt about having to have that like regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is so it's just it's disruptive to like everything but um with a tantrum like you throw a tantrum and you don't feel good afterwards right like i can remember tantrums i've thrown and i didn't feel great oh afterwards. yeah i feel really shitty after i throw a tantrum and yeah. like oh my god i'm so embarrassed <laughs> right but like i'm trying to i'm trying to and like as i'm learning these things i recognize like here's what i can do that's not disruptive um or is not distracting because i recognize the work i do i can't be distracting 
Mm-hmm. Um, like my job as a documentarian is to be not seen. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be able to let people live their lives and then I'm just there too. Um, and that doesn't work very well when you're being very um, like aggressively mm-hmm. um, like stimming or anything like that. So um, I'm like actively learning ways to be discreet and mm-hmm. still be able to self-regulate. Right. Um, and really all this is just to continue doing the work I do, um, but make it easier for myself to not be in such a wreck after mm-hmm. each time I do it. Right. Um, and I think Salt Lake City, like this Masters Nationals, was one of the most successful meets for me to go to and not feel so out of sorts. Um, like I got back on, what was that, Tuesday? It was Monday mm-hmm. or Tuesday. Um, and I could just like go about my week pretty mm-hmm. normally. Yeah. And that's not typically the case. Right. Usually, like in the past, um, you know, it would... Um, it was I, I also noticed like um a lot less stress on my part um just because like when you were at competitions in the past you know you'd really just be white knuckling your way through the competitions because you didn't have the um like the the knowledge that you do now of how to this <laughs> guy's trying to get under the blanket yeah what an idiot um didn't have the the knowledge um, that you have now to know like what you need to be doing throughout your day and so you were really just like white knuckling um through each competition and then you'd get home and just like come in the door and look like a zombie (laughs) um and it was really it's it was painful to to witness and to 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 like be a bystander of and i just didn't know how to support you and what what I needed to be doing um so I think that yeah I definitely noticed a big shift after Salt Lake City that um you know you came home and just you know like jumped into things and like even when you walked in the door you looked like a person (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like when like I um you know there was just a lot less like worry on my part of um um you know like were you were you okay and um you know I would get a lot of texts um in the past of like I'm really struggling today like I just I'm I'm not okay and I didn't get a single I'm not okay <laughs> um text when you were in oh, oh except maybe, for Sunday yeah I guess yeah I did get one that day your friends left <laughs> yeah um but it's, um, yeah, I've just noticed a big change um, as well in that. And I think a big part of that is learning how to stim throughout your day and, um, you know, just be able to regulate a bit more so that you aren't always, like, just going through that crazy bell curve of working your way up to a meltdown, having a meltdown, and then, like, going back and then working your way up to a meltdown, having a meltdown. Yeah. Um just a lot less of that yeah yeah i agree it's been really nice to just find more like self-acceptance um Mm -hmm. in what's happening in my brain and just kind of like riding it out um 
and all of this and what I what I really want to stress is like all of this is leading towards being able to be more productive and being mm-hmm. able to like not be so full of anxiety all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it might look like I don't respond to things right away. It might look like I don't um, like talk as much to people I don't know. It might look like um, really taking some time like after people depart from me to like kind of go through those things. Um, and really all that's doing is allowing me to continue to do the things I want and need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is important. I'm not saying, um, cause I really want to like draw the line, not draw the line, but like make it understood that like these aren't excuses to like stop doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's allowing me to do the things I do more productively. Yeah. Um, and with a lot less literal pain. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's a big thing to stress that it it is like literally like it's physically painful sometimes for you. Yeah. Um, what else do you have on your list? Well, I have a lot left on my list, but <laughs> um, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. And um, maybe we should... It's a good therapy session. Yeah, maybe we should talk about um, some of these things in a different segment. Yeah, Um, I guess um, one thing I want to say is that if you think that you um, could have autism or if you think that you could be experiencing any of the things that we're talking about, um, talk to people about it, talk to your partners about it, talk to your doctors about it talk to your therapist about it um and uh it's if it's something that you are okay with just like this is this is what it is um talk to people Mm -hmm. and get a diagnosis if you can um i understand that for a lot of people that's really hard especially in marginalized communities um Mm -hmm. that could be something that's um near impossible and i'm really grateful for um the friends I had that were able to um, help me get a diagnosis because mm-hmm. um, it's it's a long and fucking annoying road. Yeah. Um, but talk about it with people. Um, find help and find resources. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what, um, I if you um, if you have a diagnosis, um, if you are autistic, if you're not autistic, if you um, whether or not you know people who are, um, I would really um, recommend and encourage learning as much as you can. It's, um, you know, I think in today's society, um, we're like recognizing that a lot more people um, are on the spectrum than than previously thought. Just because like, you know, if you think back to when you were in school, you know, the only kids that were really, like, diagnosed were, like, nonverbal, you know, like, just, um, just, like, very, like, there was a a small box of what it looked like to be autistic, and now I think people are learning that actually there's a, it really, truly is a spectrum. There's, um, you know, just a lot more that goes into it, and so, Probably every one of us interacts with um, an autistic person every day. 
Um, and so we have some really great resources that we've been learning from and through. And one of those is there's an Instagram account um, called Neurodivergent Lou. Um, and we learned a lot about meltdowns um, from that. And yeah, she, yes, pronouns are she, yes. Yeah, yes. she, hers, yeah. Um, she just has a lot of really great resources and um, just things to educate people. Um, there's also recently been an episode on NPR Life Kit that oh, yeah. um, was very, very um, informative to listen to. Um, both the um, journalist who's doing the interview and the person who was interviewed um, are autistic. And um, that was really great. They did talk a lot about um, like stimming and learning what that looks like and being like free to stim in your daily life they also talked a lot about whoop gus got really close to the mic <laughs> i think he hit it it's um, okay they also talked a lot about what it looks like um or what it might look like for um autistic folks in marginalized communities whether that's um <laughs> gus <laughs> whether the, um that's um you know um racially marginalized um you know, LGBTQ, um, just all kinds of different things because autistic people are people in that there's a lot other experiences that they have. Um, so uh, this is a big um, soapbox, but educate yourselves, be learners. Um, I just think it's really um, interesting. And the more we learn, the more we can support and um, be a better global community. Yeah. Um... Also, one thing that Neurodivergent Lou, um, she put out a post, was that yesterday? Where, like, autistic traits that were missed in my childhood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that one. Oh, hey, look, that one, too. <laughs> oh, I still do that. <laughs> like, making up words and just kind of, like, saying them endlessly. Because, so I do that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've been listening, um, I feel like it'd be really cool if you wanted to... Um, ask questions, you know, of Will or I or both of us. Um, Send me an email. Please don't DM me. <laughs> emails preferred. Emails preferred. Will at barballstories.com. Um, I really struggle with DMs. I don't know why. And that's something we can also talk about um, next time is because there have been issues in the past with, you know, maybe people communicating in ways that are really not productive for you oh yeah oh my god okay really quick i want to give a shout out to viv um viv pod pod oh god i can never pronounce her last name viv pod um she used to run well not used to run she still runs like everyday lifters but now it's just her name um i'll link her instagram in the show notes (laughs) sorry but um her and i were talking the other day and she um, has a really hard time with writing things out. So she'll send me voice memos and I try to send her a voice memo back. And sometimes it's really hard for me to process what I want to say. Yeah. Verbally what I want to say. So I got like halfway into it and I realized I had said no words. Like I just was like, <laughs> nothing productive, was nothing said. productive was said. So I literally stopped it and I sent it. And then I was just like, text the stuff out to her. So her and I found a really effective means of communication mm-hmm. where she record something i listen to it 
I sometimes have to write down what she said. Um, but then I just text her back and, um, it was a really effective way of communicating. So there's ways around, um, and really pretty easy ways around, um, getting both like being able to accommodate everybody. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. communicate effectively because she Mm -hmm. has a really hard time with, um, writing things out. Yeah. And I have a really time, hard time sometimes with speaking things out. So yeah. That was really cool. Okay, we should probably... We should probably end this. So thanks for um, listening and, um, you know, just be kind and be cool people and be learners. Be cool to people. Really, if we just all were more cool to people, this would be a lot a lot easier of a life to live. Anyway. We're going to end this because we both got to train. Yep. Oh, are you going to train after this? Eventually. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, and we hope you keep it weird. Sorry, that's a morbid thing. We're not morbid, but we no, really we're not, like morbid. But we really like that podcast. Anyway. So we're ending it, and if you have questions that you want to know the answers to, we aren't easily offended. So. Oh yeah, literally, <laughs> ask me anything you want to. Um, will at barbellstories.com. Please email me. Do not DM me because I will not see it. Okay, that's it. Bye. Thanks.